You're listening to PlayStation Unchained. What's up, guys? Welcome to episode five of PlayStation Derailed. It's PSU.com's newly revamped podcast. Um, I'm your host, Mike Harridance, uh, PSU's UK executive editor. Um, it's worth pointing out, guys, before I introduce the rest of the team, that this uh, episode we're actually having an extra UK show because the guys over in North America couldn't actually make it today. So those of you who are a fan of the UK show, um, rejoice because we have an extra one. And joining me is, of course, my partner in crime, Ben Chilabir Hall, a.k.a. Chili, or a.k.a. Jim Sterling, possibly, on weekends. Hi, Ben, how's it going? <laughs> oh, not too bad, thank you. And you? And yes. I'm good, man. <laughs> Stop telling everyone my weekend plans. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that's, that's a big secret, isn't it? Shh. Okay, yeah, sorry about that. You didn't hear anything. And I'm very pleased to say, guys, that we have two... Not necessarily newbies, but they haven't been on the um, Unchained version of the podcast. First up, we have Justin Titus, who has been on D-Route many moons ago. Justin, how's it going, mate? Good, thank you. Good to have you back, man. It's been a while. <laughs> yeah, it's good to be back. I haven't been... Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's good to be here. And um, lastly, but not by no means least, we have Alex. Um, how do you pronounce your surname? Is it Locher or Locker? <laughs> It's locker, but no one can pronounce it correctly. Like so, I just say locker. Locker. Okay, there we go. And um, guys, uh, you may remember uh, Derail fans. Um, Alex joined us. I think it was just before Christmas. Um, but this is his second time on a podcast on PSU. So, well, for people welcome for Alex. How's it going, mate? Yeah, I'm doing all right. Just uh, getting over a bit of bronchitis, but other than that, uh, yeah, doing well. Cool, cool. Well, it's good to have you all here again, guys. And as I said, you know, this is an extra episode for us, so I'm quite excited about that, guys, because it's sometimes it has to, it's quite a long wait. We've had having to wait quite a while when we have the whole two um, every two weeks um, thing, and of course the US guys would be on, so we'd have a month. So that's yeah, um, waiting a month's really... always a, such a pain. <laughs> yeah, well, actually, um, I have something quite exciting to announce about the uh, future of the podcast later on, but I'll just tease you with that and leave it there. You'll have to wait until the end of the episode, because that wouldn't be fun otherwise, would it? Okay, guys, well, I think we should start off with some news first. To transition into that, guys, with um, PS4 obviously coming up, um, we have the usual batch of um, big-name titles that are going to be released um, on both current and next-generation consoles, just like it was with the PS3 and indeed PS2. And which and that actually brings me to this first story, which is about Battlefield 4, which of course is coming out on both formats. Um, this is from OPM UK, the new issue uh, that should be hitting newsstands anytime soon. Um, we've got the um, subscriber issue, of course. Um, it's an interview with Alexander Grondel, who is the um, Battlefield 4 multiplayer head honcho. He says um, that the transition to PS4 has actually gone quite smoothly because, I quote, for us... It's not that much of a difference, really. We have a scalable engine. It was already next-gen ready, if you will, when we shipped Battlefield 3. He also mentions that we do parallel development for all platforms, so for us, moving on to PS4 is not really that big of a change. And, um, guys, I'm sure you will remember that um, the guys at uh, DICE were talking about how they wanted to go next-gen a couple of years back when they released Battlefield 3, so this isn't really a big surprise to me at all because they've always said their engine is... And quite um, ready for next gen, and obviously with um, the game coming out on PS3 and PS4, it's going to be quite evident with that. Are you surprised at this at all? Not really at all. They're, they're, 
they've got very advanced with the PC side of things, so it's pretty much just a simple port of the PC version over to the next generation consoles. It's yeah. it's not much of a huge difference, but it's good that they were ready for it. Battlefield Four is going to be one of the um, big games to look out for in terms of visuals. I think. I mean, I, I'm not a technical buff by any means, but um, you just have to look how well Battlefield Three looked, and I reckon um, I'm I'm quite looking forward to seeing how it shapes up on um, PS4. Actually, hopefully, it'd be it'd be good for at least you can say you know put them side by side and say wow you know that looks so much better than the current generation version. Uh, Justin, um, Alex, anything to add on that at all, guys? Why scam someone used? Um, I just uh, was thinking about that article that I I read a few days ago about IGN, and I think I think it was IGN, and they had hands on time with Battlefield, and um, they seemed a bit underwhelmed with the performance, or I'm not sure if they meant the performance or the graphical performance. But having said that, I mean it'll be an early build of the game, and it hasn't been fully optimized yet. So yeah. um, I dare say that the end product will be pretty interesting. But uh, I thought that it was a bit. Yeah, DICE have confirmed that the IGN version was a really early build, and that oh. the new build is running at 720. Alright, I, I was just going to say thank you, Alex, for shitting all over my news just there. That totally <laughs> ruined everything. But... <laughs> How about this, then? You're welcome. <laughs> if I'm rightly, Battlefield is one of the... I'm not sure if, if it is Battlefield, but I know that Call of Duty, at least, is one of the new... Revent transfer programs that are coming from PS3 to PS4 where if you buy the PS3 version of the game you will be able to get the PS4 version I'm not sure if it's just digital only for a reduced price so you'll be able to carry on your game when you buy the PS4 version if you want to I think you can get Call of Duty Ghosts for like $10 um, yeah. no it was a 10 version. Yeah. Was it? I think it was 10 quid which was pretty decent I mean they talked about that at, I think Sony talked about that at Gamescom. Yeah, it's not too bad, but I mean, I'm not sure if I'd like to buy the PS3 version of a game I know is coming out in like a couple of months on the PS4. I'd rather just have that whole experience at, at the, you know, with the best quality rather than going to some kind of uh, gimped version first. Yeah, I would as well, there. but it all depends. I guess it depends on the people, really. Yeah, but you got to think that everything's about getting in there first, getting the level ups, getting the perks. I imagine, I, I don't know, I don't play very much Battlefield. Do they have lots of perks and different things like that? They have a lot of unlocks and stuff, so, I mean, uh, in 3 you have your classes in the vehicles and stuff, and the more they use them, you know, the the better they get with things like smoke screens and, and all this other stuff for the vehicles, for example, and the, the different weapons for your infantry, so, I mean, exactly. yeah, there are going to be people... Everybody people want wants a competitive edge, they're going to they're gonna try and... It's like early access, how many people bought the, uh, the collector's edition for Final Fantasy just for early access? It was only like a week or something. Yeah, but they paid extra for it. People will pay extra for it. Very true. Very true. Um, okay, well, I think that, that wraps up that um, story. Next, guys, um, uh, another major game coming out this um, sort of holiday season-ish around October anyway is um, Batman: Arkham Origins. Uh, but that actually won't be coming to um, PlayStation Four. Warner Brothers has stated on Twitter that its upcoming uh, game, Batman: Arkham Origins, will not be available for PS4. It only come out on previous announced platforms, which include the PlayStation 3. That was uh, as posted by PSU's um, Richard Archer. Um, guys, are you surprised at all about this game not coming out on PS4? I mean, I'm—I don't know how these things work, but I'm—I'm I'm kind of a little bit surprised considering it's such a major release. I mean, if it was just some other, you know, some no-name game out there, I wouldn't be bothered. But with Bat- a game like Batman, I think would have a home on PS4. I'd imagine. I, I think that they could do some really cool things with the. Um, the uh, share button and the um, touchpad and everything especially, but um, what do you guys reckon? Big deal or not? Or I can or not? see 
I can really see them announcing it next year. Next year, you reckon? Yeah, like, they'll just do the Wii U. Well, they've said, no, yeah. Batman, no Batman, oh, Batman Arkham City, Good point. Armored That's Edition. That's a fair point, yeah. So this will be Batman they're, Origins. They're waiting for the right deal. Yeah. yeah. waiting for the right deal, probably. I, I think anyone who can complain... It's got to be Nintendo anyway, because mm. Origins is getting the multiplayer scrapped for the Wii U version. Is it? Yeah. Oh, wow. So no, I feel sorry for the Wii U. It seems to be getting shafted. I didn't <laughs> want to bring it off topic by bringing up that console here, but oh, no, I actually feel bad for it for having a whole section removed. Yeah, I mean, so, dude, you're allowed to mention competing formats. It's all part of the um, package with this kind of thing. <laughs> Seriously, did we you, don't. <laughs> did you guys see the one on Reggie about how how upset he was? <laughs> well, he was, he was I don't know if he was necessarily upset. <laughs> Sorry, we're getting to that, Justin. Don't get too far ahead. <laughs> I want to get far ahead though because it made me think about it. Actually, but, no, that's right. actually fair enough. To be fair, we we should transition into that. So yeah, I'm Justin. You were saying, mate, about Reggie. Oh yeah, well I don't remember exactly the details, of course, but because uh, I'm just remembering it off the top of my head. But something he he pretty much downplayed uh, Xbox. Uh, one and PlayStation 4's lineup and saying that basically they are shit and <laughs> yes, has, you know a company's in trouble when they have to take pop shots at the, at the competitors. Justin is absolutely on the money. While he didn't actually say they were shit in terms of what um, he actually said, meh, but that's basically said <laughs> yeah. shit in, yeah. a, in a Nintendo family yeah. smile sort of way yeah he did yeah his yeah he actually said i'm allowed to say meh which is yeah pretty much um exactly yeah um yeah that was for the um launch lineup for the uh, xbox one and ps4 because he said that the our competitors uh, competitors are now announced their lineup and i'm allowed to say meh and then he went on and talked about how the um uh you know how they're confident in the we use holiday lineup you know which you know i'm a, I'm a multi-format gamer it does look pretty good i'm i'm not gonna i don't want to get too off track here i'm i was tempted slightly by The Legend of Zelda Wind Waker, but I, I have the game on GameCube. I'm just not really... I don't want to buy a console for a HD remake. It's just not... You know, I'm not big on HD remakes anyway because I still play the original games of the, the original versions of these games that I have. So it's just... And I love that game, but it's just not enough to sway me. But yeah, it's... Um, I think... Um, yeah, uh, we could go off on a tangent about Wii U. I think we could make a whole podcast on that, but it's <laughs> it's still... in it's. Really, really. In- I think I'm going to end this with a, a nice, a nice. I think his body was not Reggie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. His body is not Reggie. <laughs> kind of got to feel bad for Reggie because he's kind of the, the nice guy you like to hate a little bit. No, he is. He's a really. No, to be fair, I mean, you watch any video yeah. of him at the launch for like um, various hardware in the past. He is a super cool guy. I can't believe. So I it kind of sucks to see him do this. That yeah. kind of tactics, to yeah, be honest. Yeah, it does. Yeah, yeah it, I'm just disappointed want... in you, Reggie. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I'm yeah, disappointed. I, I don't hate him. I don't dislike no, him. It's no. just one of those no, things I, you, I, I you'd think like taking. Yeah. He, he runs the smile factory. Yeah. Yeah. Reggie is single-handedly <laughs> responsible for rejuvenating Nintendo back in the mid-2000s when the GameCube was kind yeah. of bad. He really did change the scene for them. And going on full with the Wii, he did a, a bloody amazing job in terms of their... They're kind of like public image and everything. He was the face yeah, of Nintendo. No yeah, no company's perfect, so you know. Yeah. Welcome to they the first week of Nintendo now. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway, that's enough about Nintendo, I think. But yeah, that's um, that's a fair point there. That's uh, Reggie's comments about um, PS4 and Xbox One. Meh. But there we go. Um, what do you think, guys? Is Reggie on the mark here? Do you think the launch lineup is underwhelming? Let us know. It's uh, podcast at psu.com. 
Uh, moving on to the next story, guys. We have another one of those obscure Japanese um, RPGs which is making its way to the West, which is The Witch and the Hundred Knights, or should I say it's now called The Witch and the Hundred Knight. So that's not people, which is going to be known in Western territories. Uh, this game was um, released in Japan, I think it was earlier this summer in July, I believe, and it's going to be coming out exclusively on PlayStation 3 in early 2014. That's an article written by Mike Harrods. I hear he's a really, really cool guy and works out a lot. Don't know about you guys. <laughs> That's just what I've heard. Um, this is uh, an announcement from NIS America. Um, the game is uh, developed by, uh, this is another Japanese name I'm going to completely butcher, uh, Nippon Ichi Software. Did I say that right at all? Yeah, Nippon Ichi. Nippon yeah, Ichi yeah. That's right. Um, what games do they make, guys? I'm not really They up make, uh, uh, well, they've made Persona. Didn't Persona? They make- oh, is that the Persona guys? Well, they published it. I think right. they published that game. Yeah, either way, they're, 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 they he- they're a heavyweight with that kind of stuff, Japanese RPGs, either way. So, yeah, what, yeah you, um, <clears throat> I'm sure someone can <laughs> correct me on that. But, yeah, uh, guys, um, I know that earlier this year, I mean, Ben, I know for a fact you played it and loved it, which was um, Nino Kuni um, on the PS3. That was um, really, really well received, and it actually did quite well in the charts as well. Um, is this going to be something you're interested in, do you reckon, Ben, and the rest of you as well, for that matter? I would say yes, but if the other game that I'm playing right now didn't consume all my life and time, then I would be more excited for it, but yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, um, how about Alex and Justin? Are you a fan of these kind of games? You're going to check it out probably, yeah. which in 109? Pro- I, I probably actually will buy it. Cool, be cool. With you because uh, I've played other games by them. I can't think of the names right now for some reason, but I know that I've played a lot of, of their games, and I cool. would... I'm t- something that I'm interested in. Yeah. Sweet. How about you? Yeah, I don't know. To be honest, with like the PS4 coming out at the end of the year and the games that I'm playing now, which are pretty much my bread and butter, I don't see me picking this up. Um, I mean, maybe down the line when it's reduced in price, but... Uh, yeah, it's not on your um, must-have list at the moment. No, not really. <laughs> but, I mean, I haven't seen it. I, I know absolutely nothing about it, so I could be you know, I could be wrong on that, but uh, we'll see. To be fair, they are pretty niche titles and... They are, they are very niche it's, titles. It's not, yeah. You know, it's not really something that everybody gets. No, no. It, it's still nice that they're going to get um, localised, though, because a lot of these games don't. Exactly. That's the great thing about those, uh, about them. They're very good about, you know, getting... And they do quality work when they bring it over. They, they do. It's not a, it's not a hash, um, hash job at all. So um, you've got to take your hat, hat off to them, definitely. They do a really good job. Um... Next, guys. Uh, wow, we have actually a pick, uh, quite a lot of news here, so I'm really going to try and weed through the, um, not the facts, shall we say, but, <laughs> you know. Okay, next um, guy, another big franchise, um, Dead Space. This one, um, Dead Space 3 obviously was out earlier this year. Um, we gave that a 6 out of 10 on this link issue. Um, this time it's um, EA Games labels chief Frank Yibu, um Jibu, sorry, <laughs> because I think that's how you pronounce it. Again, the name that I completely, completely mess up. <laughs> Um, they've said that uh, they still have faith in the series, despite um, less than expected sales of um, Dead Space 3. And, of course, um, it also attracted a lot of um, controversy because of the um, changes they made. It was more action-oriented, even more so than the second one. Um, And they put quite a few um, new features in, which weren't necessarily welcome in terms of... um, for a survival horror game like co-op and all of that kind of stuff but um i quote no it's not out of rotation um frank told um cvg.com at gamescom i mean i'm not announcing anything right now but i will step i will stay with um we had a great trilogy of games and we still have faith in the franchise dead space is something that we're very proud of we are not making any public announcement on what we're doing with the next dead space 
but we definitely have a great set of IPs to pull out of the vault. Um, actually, um, you might remember earlier this year there were some rumours about Dead Space 4 being cancelled, which turned out to be untrue, apparently. But, um, yeah, it'd be interesting to see where they go from here. I don't think we see anything on this generation, that's for sure. If anything, it'd come on PS4. But I would, I still like Dead Space. I haven't played 3, but I would like to see them go back to the roots of the series. I can't believe I'm saying that after only 3 games. It really shows how much they've gone off the track, so to speak. But, yeah, Dead Space, what do you think, guys? Is I really dead? enjoyed the first one, and yeah. the first one was really good, like yeah. really good. And the second one was still good, but I really can't stand this this crap from um, you know publishers and developers to to you know open up a game to a broader audience, completely alienating the people who bought the game in the first place. And that they did, ex- you know, Risen Evil is exactly the same, and the the multiplayer aspect that they put to Dead Space Three removed. Everything that made the first two good, which is like the tension and yeah. the feeling of isolation and stuff, it just, man, it, it pisses me off, to be honest. Oh, you know, I've just got one thing to say to that. Preaching to the choir, mate. Preaching yeah. to the choir. I won't even bother adding anything. <laughs> I guess I'm the only one that's going to be arguing with you, and I like the co-op in Dead Space 3. Oh, wow. Yeah, but did you, still feel that, did you still feel that kind of like uh, tension? From, of course I did. You- Man, there were some things that on co-op where player two could see that player one couldn't. So a lot of times, it, especially in one of the um, I, one of the lift areas, when I was going down the lift and on my screen I saw this like woman scream at me on the telly, and my mate's on the mic telling me that's no one there. I think, I think oh, Ben's just overly paranoid and he gets freaked <laughs> out. <easy. laughs> and then I saw presents, presents in a dead. Area with giant mutants. Presents? What? As in presents, Christmas presents? Actually. Yeah, like, no, it was, it's a little kid's birthday party and you can see presents and little tricycles and a happy birthday sign. Oh, wow. Okay, that literally does sound pretty cool. <laughs> only I could see it. He couldn't see it on his side. Because mm, I was telling him. Try, I'm going to have to try that out, I think. Fair enough. Yeah, I was telling yeah. him, oh, oh well, you're walking into that bike. Watch out. He's like, what bike? There's nothing there. <laughs> Oh, and then, okay. and then one, really cool. and then one bit, there's like a, bu- a huge birthday cake on the table, but on his screen, there's nothing on the table. It's just an empty table. On my screen, it's like a huge cake. Okay, that does sound like a game, a co-op game. I have to try play with my mate Tim for sure, definitely. But yeah, okay, well, fair enough. I mean, let, let's try and meet halfway through. I think meet halfway here. I think um, Dead Space One is definitely, in terms of solo scares, and um, it's probably one of the scariest games of this generation, definitely. I mean that game had that game was really really freaky. It te- it, I haven't been spooked by a game in a long time when, um, until I played that. Um, how about you, Justin? I haven't even finished all of the Dead Spaces. I'm like most of the way through the first one, but I oh, ran okay. out of time. It got pushed to the back burner. Oh, but I, I like it. I I want to finish it. Oh, right. I have number two also, but I want to finish them all. Good man. Well, at least you like them. So if you get time, definitely finish them, man, because they're worth it. Yeah. Well, that's their space, guys. Yeah, it's good to hear that. There's a lot of fans of that on PSU here. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we could go. <laughs> we could certainly have a whole episode dedicated to that. Okay, next up, guys. I'm just wading through some news. Here. Well, there's quite a lot of stuff. You know, I thought with Gamescom um, being last week, it'd be kind of dead, but there is actually quite a good stuff here. Um, this next one is on an Xbox One heavyweight, Titanfall. I'm sure you've all heard about that, if not seen it. Game. Have you seen Titanfall? <laughs> um, <laughs> very nice, Ben. 
Um, there is a story. I am actually going somewhere with this, by the way, until uh, my computer just decides not to load the story. Oh, there we go. That would have been pretty bad. But yeah. Okay, guys. Uh, this is uh, my Paul Kelly, PSU.com um, UK staff writer. Um, Titanfall, an Xbox One exclusive for the time being, has garnered lots of attention for its graceful combat and narrative-driven multiplayer. Many wonder if the game is only a time exclusive, as developer Respawn Entertainment has hinted that Titanfall could one day appear on the PlayStation 4. I think this is going to be one of those ongoing stories here, is it or isn't it? You know, kind of like Metal Gear Solid 4 on Xbox 360, which obviously turned out no, a big fat no. Um, but uh, it looks like we do have a chance, maybe, at least, because, um, well, what they're trying to do is, it seems they're trying to compete with um, Activision, obviously, on the whole Call of Duty front and everything, because obviously that's the biggest game to compete against every year, and EA has got Battlefield going. But it's also now that Medal of Honor has been um, taken out of rotation. It's got there's a gap to fill, and it seems that um, Titanfall could be that. So it'd be interesting to see what they do with that. Um, it's once again um, Frank um, <laughs> Frank, whose name I can't pronounce. <laughs> Frank Gibu Gibu, I can't pronounce it. Uh, the shooter rotation we think about now is Battlefield, Titanfall, and Battlefront. So we like those three brands going forward. And Paul goes on to say. Now, there are even two possibilities here. If Titanfall is truly Xbox exclusive, then every three years, EA won't release the shooter on PS4 and leave it a gaping hole for Activision to clean up. The second, in brackets, much more likely scenario, is that Titanfall will be on PS4 at some point so that sales in EA's shooter war of Activision aren't freely given up. I haven't seen any of the article. Uh, so, guys, what do you reckon? Do you reckon it's unlikely to come to PS4? Third-party exclusives are dead, you know, like, mm. there are very few that I can think of, like Yakuza on the PlayStation stuff, but in general, mm. and you look at you look at Microsoft's history, and they've, they've got a, like, a tendency to buy their exclusives, which eventually come to PlayStation, and I don't think this is any different, and I really dare say that unless a game is published by Microsoft, pretty much most of the stuff that we saw at their conferences uh, will come to PlayStation, and it'll just be... Yeah this NDA thing where the devs can't say that they're making it for PlayStation, which is, you know, like a common practice. But yeah. if I was a betting man, I'd completely bet that um, Titanfall is going to come to PlayStation. I think it's a no-brainer. Yeah, I, 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 I thought um, Titanfall was funded by Microsoft. Well, yeah, like, I think if something's funded or published, then yeah. there's no chance. But um, no, Not like Alan Wake, for example. Yeah. That won't be on PS3 anytime soon or whatever. <clears throat> Although, I still don't understand, I mean, probably someone can explain this, I probably missed it. I still don't understand how Mass Effect ended up on PS3, because that was published by Microsoft. Uh, EA published the PC version, which meant after a while EA got the license back. Back, oh, of course, alright, fair enough. That's, because that's EA cool. bought the Bioware, Bioware yeah. so they got all the previous license, and plus they got the PC license from the previous version, so they just had to wait until the Microsoft license had ended, so Microsoft couldn't... Yeah. Re, yeah, relicense it. Mm. All right, fair play, man. Um, yeah, I agree with Alex on that. I think all we'd like to um, uh, third party exclusives have been going the way of the dodo for the last couple of years now. I think in terms of exclusives, there may be very odd, you know, odd case like with um, Yakuza, as um, Alex said. But yeah, it's just I reckon it's just going to be um, exclusive DLC now and probably timed at that. If anything, I think that's all we're going to be doing with that kind of, in terms of exclusivity goes. Um, I reckon Titanfall will probably end up on um, PS4 at some point. I can't see them having a gap there in their uh, shooter rotation as far as PS4 goes, having a gap. I, I can't really see that happening. Um, any, uh, sorry, guys, anyone else got anything else to add on that? I just want to say I can see an announcement at E3. 
Fair, fair. Uh, just, Justin, you've been quiet on this one. What do you reckon? It'll come to PS4. It's just a matter of time. Cool. Yeah, I'm pretty Is sure it? Jeff Keighley had an interview around E3 with the guys who made the game, and he, he kind of broached the subject of it on PlayStation 4, and the guy was like, at the moment we're focused on, you know, releasing this on Xbox One. And, yeah. uh, and the, way, the way he answered it, and the way I've seen other answers on the same kind of uh, subject, they're just weaving around the, the kind of um, fact. It's gotten around the issue, to, aren't they? Yeah, yeah pretty much. <laughs> Yeah. My best guess, I would guess that Microsoft helped fund the the original, you know, they helped start the game up. They gave them the cash to start it up mm. and for an exclusive deal for a while. And I believe that they'll eventually port it over. Um, speaking of a developer, uh, Respawn, um, correct me if I'm wrong, isn't that the guys who were formerly at Infinity Ward? Respawn, I'm sure it is. You know, the guys who um, left Infinity Ward after all that controversy? Yeah. Yeah, I'm not sh- yeah, it's some of them, isn't it? Jason West and um, it was uh, it was the original. Uh, well, it was the the founders of. Infinity yeah, I think it's Jason and, West and, and Vince Sampella yeah. or something like that. I think the names are. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, someone correct me if I'm wrong about that. Um, in an email, but yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure it is. Yeah. So that that's their um first title that we've been hearing about for quite a while. So it took a while to be shown, actually. Um, moving on. Uh, we all like sales milestones, don't we? Or at least I do, anyway. And this one is by Saints Row 4, which has hit 1 million sold in its first week. Uh, this is by, oh, a new staff right for PSU, Matthew Dorr. Uh, publisher Deep, uh, Deep Silver has revealed that Saints Row 4 shifted more than 1 million units in its opening week. Uh, developed by Volition, the game currently claims a top spot on the UK game chart and boasts PC sales triple that of previous entry, Saints Row the third. Um, that's pretty damn impressive, guys. One million shifted in its um, opening week. Um, have you got Saints Row 4 at all, anyone? No, I've got the third one, and uh, yeah, I think I played it to about 75% and then got sidetracked. But uh, that's pretty impressive, but I'm also not surprised. I mean, you've you've got open world, you've got Saints Row, and it basically looks like a bit of um, prototype in there with, like, the flying and the powers and oh, all yeah. that crazy. And, like, the dubstep gun. I mean, come uh, on. <laughs> yeah. That yeah. gun is amazing. They've got that, that, that series is just really... I still can't believe that used to actually be quite... Um, I mean, it was always a bit tongue-in-cheek, but it used to be quite a gritty kind of gangster um, sim back in the day, and now it's just slowly transitioned into the realm of kind of, like, insanity. You guys want a bit of a spoiler? Sorry? You guys mind a bit of a spoiler? Um, I don't mind. Um, Okay. Um, There is one bit set based on Metal Gear Solid, where (laughs) they actually have the Metal Gear Solid um, alert when you alert them. Oh, wow. And then you've got to sneak around in the um, super something box stomper 4000. (laughs) Box stomper? (laughs) And it's a giant. It's literally just like the cardboard box in Metal Gear, and you got to sneak around and stab people in the back. Oh, that's wicked! Oh, um, that and and your talk about prototype, the way you get so, some kills, mm-hmm. it's pretty much exactly the same as prototype, where he jumps inside the enemy and explodes from the inside out. And the flying, like the flying, is almost like a copy paste, and just uh, a lot of it, like the running and the jumping and the running up buildings, and then the flying and gliding. <laughs> I mean, it looks exactly like prototype in. Uh... Um, Saints Row skin, which isn't a bad thing, you know, because I love prototype, but uh, I think there's a lot of references to a lot of stuff. People have said, like, there's like a Matrix feel in there as well, and a lot of references to games like Metal Gear and, and other stuff. Matrix feel? It's pretty much a rip-off of the Matrix at some points. Like, when you come out of the <laughs> virtual world to the real world, 
you come out of a pod and there's like pods with people in them full of goo. Okay. Ooh. It's pretty much a open world, do whatever the hell you want kind of and thing. Well, yeah. <laughs> I think they sold a million units riding Rockstar in a way because, you know, everybody's really wanting to play GTA Five, and that's coming out very soon. So what do you buy instead? Thanks for buy that. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. I would yeah. imagine that that had a lot to do with why they're doing so well. Yeah. Just smart positioning on their part as far as their, their launch date. I was actually more excited for Saints Row than GTA. <laughs> yeah, well, I think a lot of people actually, um, I think after the third especially, that, that series has really kind of like differentiated itself. Um, okay, moving on, guys. Um, let's try and wrap up this um, next batch of news so we can talk more about our uh, Final Fantasy, etc. Um, we got the... Uh, Nominations for the Golden Joystick Awards two, uh, 2013. Uh, it's now in its 31st year. Um, I won't, obviously, there's way too many to mention, but I will announce the shortlist for um, Game of the Year, okay, which is Borderlands 2, Dishonored, Forza Horizon, Halo 4, The Last of Us, Far Cry 3, Tomb Raider, Bioshock Infinite, The Walking Dead, Pikmin 3, Grand Theft Auto 5, Call of Duty Black Ops 2, Guild Wars 2, Fire Emblem Awakening, Hotline Miami, Nino Kuni, Wrath of the White Witch, Century 4, and Splinter Cell Blacklist. Um, I think everyone's got a good opinion about who will probably walk away with that. This is voted by the gamers, by the way. Um, there's a quite a few. Um, I mean, uh, Grand Theft Auto and Call of Duty are in there. I think, I think I, as much as I'd love to see something like um, The Last of Us or even Nino Kuni take the award, I reckon that um, we're not going to see anything like that. I, but I personally, I think Bioshock Infinite that's my game of the year so far, but I reckon we're going to see something else take that crown. Um, just really, really briefly, guys, what do you reckon is going to work down, take it out of that list off the top of your head? I think, actually, The Last of Us might have a chance. I hope so. Everybody loves that damn thing. Mm. I love it. Everybody's playing it. I know people that bought uh, PS3s just to play that game. Fair play. Alex? Um, as awesome as GTA Five will be and as the series is, it just will not give you the kind of unique um, experience that The Last of Us gives you. Like, you can play GTA Four, and you will more or less have that kind of experience of doing missions, getting cars, flying, jumping, whatever. But you just you, nothing else compares to what The Last of Us delivers. So I think it does have a chance. It'll be that or GTA Five. Well, I hope you proved me wrong. I really do. Um, and Ben, finally, what do you reckon? I want to say Last of Us. Excellent. But okay. I know it'll be called Dewey. Yeah, I, 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 want it to, <laughs> I want it to be The Last of Us too. Anyway, yeah. you proved me wrong on that. Um, moving on, okay. Um, sorry, my internet likes to be slow. <laughs> I really hope you proved me wrong on that one. <laughs> uh, we're wrapping up now. Um, okay, the nominations. Um, Nintendo Ready Fe- Reggie fils man we've already covered that, obviously. <laughs> I still love reading that because it's just so funny. Reggie trolling, man. I don't think I've seen him do that for a long time. Uh, okay, um... Here's a nice juicy one. Uh, PS4 will fare better in the UK than PS3. Uh, this is by Richard Archer. In an interview with Get at Gamescom with VideoGamer.com, uh, Sony's, v, uh, Sony's UK VP Virgil Gara has commented on how he feels about PlayStation 3 sales in the UK. Um, I quote, PS3 launched a long time after Xbox 360 and didn't do quite as well as it should have done. But, but from being so far behind on timing and on pricing, it's delivered quite respectably despite all of that. I hope we can all agree on that. Uh, carrying on, we're very conscious that it's a long game, he continues. We're very satisfied that we're doing very, very well right now, but we're also not getting carried away with ourselves, not getting in any way overexcited. It is a several-year project. It doesn't start and finish on November 29th, of course, referring to PS4's launch date. That's an important date, but it's the start date. 
So, um, guys, I, I mean, I think it's been pretty obvious that PS3 hasn't done quite as well in the UK. It's definitely not as PS2 and probably PS1. But um, I feel good. I feel strongly about PS4. I think I do. I really think that they're gonna nail it with this one. I honestly don't think we've seen the last. We've seen the days of PS2-esque sales. I think they're over, to be honest. But this is PS4 is definitely going to be a, a big seller. And obviously, they're launching a hell of a lot closer to the Xbox now. I mean, at the moment, we don't know when Xbox is launching, but it would be, if it's before, it won't be very much before, at least. Um, so what do you reckon in the UK? Do you reckon PS4 will do well? Yeah, I think there was a recent article where Sony said that they're really going to get aggressive with the advertising. And, yeah. uh, you know, I think you can see that Sony have learned so many lessons from the previous gen. And oh, it yeah. was clear that the advertising, I mean, people were giving them crap about advertising like for the whole generation, it was shit. They they started out with those really weirdo uh, adverts with like the weird crying baby and stuff, and then um, I don't know. Later on in the gen, it was there was nothing. They do a lot of stuff on YouTube, and you get these developer videos and all of this other stuff. And they do stuff on YouTube, but as far as TV goes and stuff, it's uh, it's pretty sparse. But I think uh, we'll see a really aggressive uh, Sony marketing this gen. I think um, it's expensive. It's very expensive to yeah. to have TV spots. And Sony didn't have enough money. They were losing too much money on each PlayStation 3. That's yeah. true, yeah. It didn't become profitable for a long time. And um, on the subjects of ads and stuff, I think, if anything, um, because we're on the subject of the UK, they definitely um, missed the ball with the UK side because the, the American advertising was actually a lot better. I mean, they had Kevin Butler flying their flag, didn't they? Let's face it, he did. Pr that was a pretty good advertising campaign with him. I think that was pretty good. It only does everything or whatever the hell it was. Um, yeah. So they definitely, I think it did a lot better over there at least. But um, yeah, they they dropped the. Um, I remember um, when I was in school with PS One, they would do, they did really well in the PS One days and PS Two even. But they definitely um, they missed a trick with PS Three, I think, in the UK. Um, ben, any thoughts on that, real quick? Uh, not really, to be honest. You've pretty much covered everything. Cool. I think the main reason why, as you said, is because of the price of the PS Three and the advertisement. It's Sony's yeah. ball to lose, basically. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. I, okay. I, I blame the third console curse, and Microsoft <laughs> seems to be going through it as well. Yeah. Oh yeah. boy, yeah. <laughs> okay, let's, um, we're just wrapping up now, guys. I'm going to have to speed through a few of these. Not, um, not so you can't understand what I'm saying, but you get me. Uh, this is once again from um, uh, Fergara of uh, Sony UK. Um, this time it's um, on PS Vita's launch price, which he admits was a tough ask for consumers. Um, to um, quote, price is part of the equation. When I think the landscape, but I think the landscape it, which means PS Vita entered, is vastly different to that which maybe was imagined when the design process for the device started. In particular, the tablet and smartphone and freemium type models. To bring a console out at two hundred plus pounds and have software at thirty, forty, fifty pounds was a tough ask, even though it offered full controls and a superior gameplay experience. Uh, he goes on to say, so what's happening now is you're getting the price of a console coming down. You've got tremendous value offerings around the software. We talked about mega, uh, mega packs last week at Gamescom. We talked about PlayStation Plus and what that does for PlayStation Vita. And now you've got the remote play as well. So in short, he reckons that the sales are going to be um, stimulated with the price cut. And he does actually admit, which we've all been thinking, that it was priced too high at launch. Um, Vita, 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 um, yeah, we could go on for ages about this. I say this every time, but we can. Let's just keep it short. I really hope that the price cut does give it a shot in the arm. That's all I can say, because it does need it. Guys, really quickly, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I think the price cut and the PS4 functionality of being able to stream your games is going to be a really big seller for the Vita. Um, yeah. 
Yeah, I think it's it's cool. We'll see. Time yeah. will tell. Uh, ben, just I want just, more games for the Vita. They need to make yeah. more games. Japan yeah. seems to be the only one supporting it right now. Yeah, games is always a massive problem when it comes to Vita. I think we can all agree about that. Um, ben, what do you reckon quickly? Um, I'm looking forward to all the indie games that are coming out for it. There's yeah. quite a lot of decent indie games. I'm looking forward to remote play, and the price should help a bit. But I don't think it'll be as much as they seem to think it will be. Fair play. Okay, uh, the lo- last but not least, guys, this um, put a smile on my face. I actually wrote this earlier today. Well, it's Sunday when you're listening to this podcast, but we record on Friday. <laughs> um, Square Enix says confirmed that Kingdom Hearts 3 will be shown at the Tokyo Game Show. I doubt very much a playable form, but it still will be there. Um, it's going to be joined by fellow RPG heavyweights Final Fantasy uh, 10 and 10.2 HD and Lightning Returns Final Fantasy 13. Um, it's worth noting that speculation is mounting whether they may show off uh, the mentioned um, Kingdom Hearts HD 2.5 remix because I believe they have actually said they would like to do that, which will presumably be Kingdom Hearts 2, uh, Birth by Sleep, and probably some of the other um, side games I don't know much about because I don't really follow the series. But that seems like a, a, a definitely a must-have to me. Um, Kingdom Hearts 3, guys, what do you reckon about that? Are you excited for that at all? I mean, it's been a long time coming. Did they actually say that they're going to show gameplay, or did they just say they're going to show the game? No, they said it, they just said it's um it will be at uh, Tokyo Game Show. There was a list of the games, and it's on there. But it won't. I'm pretty sure it, it won't be gameplay shown because it's early in development. I kind of cringe that it's going to be the same same trailer we, that they've already shown us, or something like that. E3, yeah, I wouldn't put it. Oh, it would be yeah. It would be an extended version, Justin. I bet. How how many times do we see that same goddamn? Uh, Final Fantasy versus thir- 13. <laughs> trailer over and over again. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah and never the ga- gameplay. <laughs> Please be excited. <laughs> exactly. I try to be excited, but Square Enix scares me because you never know what they're going to do. I've lost all interest in that game when they got all fractured, you know, it was on PlayStation 2, and then it went on to these Nintendo systems, and you had all of these weird spin-offs, and it's just really yeah. convoluted for me now, so, meh. Yeah. I'm allowed I, to say meh. <laughs> like Reggie, yeah, meh. Um, I've, I've always wanted to get into Kingdom Hearts, but I never really had the time. Um, it's, um, as, as you said, Alex, um, there's so many offshoots and stuff, and I really don't understand, even though I'm not a follow-up of the series, even I wanted to see Kingdom Hearts 3 all that time, I was championing it, you know, I don't know why the hell they waited so long. I mean, Kingdom Hearts 2 was, uh, that must be about, I don't know, eight years old now? I can't believe they waited so long with, with all these spin-offs and everything. I'm sure they're pretty cool, but, you know, I think that could have, I think this game is a couple of years overdue, definitely, but whatever. By the way, the 2.5, this is my guess, Mm -hmm. it's going to be 2.5, of course, and Birth by Sleep, and they'll probably have video footage from um, the 3DS game, um, Dream Drop Distance. Do you reckon, I don't know, I reckon they could port that, because that would would transition quite well, I would have thought. I don't know, because it depends on the licensing. The reason why they couldn't do it before with the previous game was there was a licensing issue with Nintendo. where the gameplay is owned by Nintendo, but they could use the video footage because the video footage was sliced out of the game. Are you talking about 358 over two days or whatever? Yeah. Oh, I thought it was because that was a DS game, and therefore... Well, I'm guessing that's another reason why, but... They couldn't really uh, upscale the DS game into HD because it would look like arse, but... But the same with the 3DS, because the screen's so small. Even if they up it, it, the textures, it's all designed for a lot smaller screen, so there'd be a lot of effort... 
Having Emery. said that, Capcom achieved that with Resident Evil Revelations, and they're doing this, and Konami are doing the same with uh, Castlevania uh, Laws of Shadow Mirror of Fate. So. But then you got to think this is Square. Yeah, okay, fair enough. <laughs> and that brings us <laughs> to the end of the news. That's actually fair, a fair point there, um, Ben. Okay, guys, um, we mentioned this earlier at the beginning of the show. Um, now news is over. We're going to be talking about our topic of the show, or topics, if we have enough time. Um, first up, we have Final Fantasy uh, Realm Reborn, which is obviously the online game, um, which everyone has been talking about this week. I... Apart from not playing MMOs at all, I don't really know anything much about Final Fantasy in general, apart from 7, because that's the only game I'm playing. So if I had a microphone, I would be handing it over to the team right now, because you guys are all over this. Um, so I'm giving the mic to you guys. Um, I, I just, I'll start with Ben, because you're my regular. Uh, if you just want to give us a brief background about um, the Final Fantasy game, Ben, and then you, two, you guys can just talk it out for a bit. You know, What's it like? Is it shaping up well? Have they fixed a lot of the bugs that... Had, uh, that cropped up with the original PC release, just general gossip really, you know, take it away. Sure, no problem. Uh, I would like to say that there has been a few bugs recently, because of how successful the actual game has been, Yeah. there is far too many users than there is server capacity, and people can't actually log in sometimes. This has been an issue this week, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah. all this week, but uh, this is also a launch window, launch, yeah, the launch window, and people have got to realise that MMOs have a lot of issues at launch. Yeah. Lo- most MMOs have issues at launch, so this is this is nothing new. Mm-hmm. Um, why does no one? No, why does nobody learn this lesson? You know, like, oh, we didn't expect so many people at launch. Like, mm-hmm. m- every MMO has this problem. So, why not get heaps of servers and downsize to meet your demand rather than just having this kind of skeletal? Oh, it, that's pretty expensive to do that because yeah. That's- yeah. Then in the end, you'll have a bunch of servers that are in- completely empty, and you're still paying for those, and that's expensive. Yeah, the so problem with um, it's making to add yeah. servers as you go along, and yeah. just yeah. in an ideal world, but yeah, <laughs> I guess it would be nice to downsize instead of upsize. But uh, it'd just be nice to have an MMO launch kind of uh, decently for once. I mean, a lot of people, even that we know, can't get in. Like uh, yeah. one of our guys was trying for one and a half hours. And it's launched now, yeah. And you just have to keep on spamming the login screen, and you know that's not cool. <laughs> Actually, they added a queue now. They didn't have a queue originally because I oh, was they did to have a queue, and then it, the queue disappeared. Now there's a really? queue for the queue. <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> yeah, I didn't yeah. know because I I tried it one time, and it was like I, it, the world was full, and it just basically just shot me out. Yeah, we and broke then, the queue at that point. Yeah. There was too many people yeah. queuing. Once it reaches over a thousand people queuing, I think it is, the queue systems break. And then people don't get the queue system up here. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, actually, guys, just to interject here, um, for people who um, don't know, because I'm sure there are many out there, what is um, this, um, this game? It's, a, it's, a re- it's kind of like a relaunch, isn't it? I mean, it was originally released on PC. Oh, yeah. So yeah. um, um, a couple of years ago. So can can you just like talk a bit about that and everything? Like what what's new here? What what kind of what are they doing that's different to the the, the original release? For one thing, it's fun now. Yeah, that, that's <laughs> a that's a big bonus over it used to be. Um, it, it, it was fun at first, like the version one was, but it, then it became so damn, damn tedious and so annoying to level anything uh-huh. that it was just awful. <laughs> oh, I see. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, the game now is really fun. Like, the last MMO that I got into was Guild Wars, and it was a really, really addictive 
uh, you know, gaming time in my life, and I'm really starting to feel that now. I mean, um, despite the problems that I spoke of before with logging in, once you get in, I mean, it just it looks and feels like a Final Fantasy game, and there's all sorts of cool references to a lot of pop culture, like uh, a lot of Game of Thrones references and stuff, and the characters and the setting and the music and everything is really Final Fantasy, and I'm yeah. I'm really happy with it at the moment. How does it work? How does it like? Um uh, playing on PS3 is it smooth? Is it a smooth experience? Does P- would you say PS3 is still a solid platform for MMOs? Um, I think there's like a bit of there's a few lag issues now and then, but that's not really important with an MMO. Um, and I think that's just due due to kind of the fact that we're on PS Ultra, uh, P- uh, Ultras, which is in North America. So, um, but other than that, like graphically it's really cool uh, I guess performance with the login is a bit of an issue and is a bit yeah. of lag but in general I'm pretty happy with it yeah cool. there's some animation issues when in huge fates when there's about uh, 20 or 30 people the animation does get a bit choppy <laughs> you can't even see the animation because of all the special yeah. effects yeah that's yeah <laughs> oh, but um, apart from that you're, if you're in a fate like that you're not really caring about the animation all you're caring about is trying to not die <laughs> or yeah, get yeah. as much as experience points as possible. And it's um, it's coming out on PS4 as well next year. Am I right? This is or, correct. Yeah. Right. And cool. your account will transfer over to the PS4 as well. Like, oh, that's pretty cool. Because the game is cross-platform between PS3 and PC as we speak. So if you're on PC, you're playing with the PS3 players. That's oh, so okay. cool. Now, what if what if I what if I was to buy the the PS3 version? Because I have the PC version, right? You can if I yeah, buy the, the PS3 version. Can I still play on the PS3? Yep, you can still play on your PS3. You can just log in, put your P- the code in, so you link your account to your PS3, yeah. and then that's it. You're done. That's really cool. Wow, that's really really cool, actually. That's kind and of also, play MMOs. Um, if you have two service accounts, which means yeah. you have to pay twice, sadly. But say if you're in a fa- yeah, you got a wife that plays, <laughs> you can have a service account on your account. And you both can log into the same account, and you can both play on PC and PS3 at the same time. Oh, wicked! So that means Stephen can play with his wife. Yeah, <laughs> you have to pay more. twice though, but still. He <laughs> 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 does. Yeah, I didn't mean to word it like that at all, but never mind. Okay. <laughs> Let me just see it. <laughs> um, well, yeah, it's actually really cool, man. It is very addictive. I've 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 become the the site's goldsmither, really, to be honest. It's all I've been doing. Yeah, you. it's like when you hold the door open for heaps of people and then you're just standing there holding the door for ages while people walk through, and that's kind of what you did with crafting. Like, you said, oh, I'll yeah. make you this ring, and now everybody's saying, hey, Chili, make me this and make me that, and you're sitting there at your crafting table instead <laughs> of uh, killing things. Or, or in case of a door, instead of actually going anywhere, you're just standing there with more... <laughs> you guys have to send me, give me a link show. Yeah, I just joined the Ultra server. Ah, uh, sweet. Oh, we'll perfect. invite you. Yeah. So I'm, fl- um, I'm flying around my um, I'm flying around on my super special mount that nobody on the server seems to have. <laughs> Lucky you, aren't you special? <laughs> oh yeah. So um, <laughs> I've got a question actually, guys, and uh, I'm sure people want to know what's like the um plan for the game. Has Score actually said how long? Is this a long-term game? Is it going to be like dead by next year, or is it? Are they going to? Well, they're putting it on PlayStation Four. Yeah, yeah I would guess it. I I would guess they don't plan on it dying. Yeah, but that's true. They're already pounding the first expansion pack for next year, so. Yeah. And they're not going to be. Well, what? Okay, what, okay. I think I, about this: the uh, Final Fantasy XI online. They're still supporting it. It just had yeah. like what a new expansion pack with oh, new yeah. jobs and everything last year. So. 
Oh, and that, yes. Okay, that answers my question then, yeah. It even got released on the PS2, the new expansion pack. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All oh, right, I wasn't sure maybe if they... Um, is there any chance of it going to Xbox as well, or is, it, is that a licensing thing, or is it just pure... It's um, pure Xbox Live Gold issues. Ah, oh, okay. That's because oh, yeah. Yeah. you would have to pay for Xbox Live and Final Fantasy, so uh-huh. they don't want that. Yeah, they want... Pers- what, yeah, you, they sort of think, you know, you should only have to pay for one sub. Yeah, no, rightly so, yeah. With PS4, you only have to pay for for Final Fantasy. You don't have to pay for Plus. But I dare uh. say that most people, like, I don't think there's going to be that many people. Well, of course there will be, but I think the vast majority of people are going to sub because you look at, um, like, the Instant Games collection, and now that's going to give you games for PS3, Vita, and PS4 for, like, 50 euros yeah. or $50 a year. It's, um... It's a no-brainer for me. I mean, I think there's going to be a lot of people. They say, "Oh, you know, you don't. We're going to put this stuff in front of the paywall. So if you play these games, but ah, oh, man, I think most people are going to be subbing to PlayStation anyway. I mean, it's nice that they include that for the people that won't and the people yeah. that have, you know, whatever. Mm. But um, yeah, that's but fair yeah. enough. That's fair enough. As wow. I said, I've been the main goldsmith, and Ghost, you've been doing pretty well, and you're you've got Dragoon now, haven't you? I'm I'm like seven levels away. I just got to do my second class, and then I'll ah, be dragging. Nice. Make sure you equ- you equip your pre-order bonus item then. Yeah, I have got my Moogle hat on. It gives you uh, you one of the one of the pre-order bonuses was a Moogle hat that gives you like thirty percent extra XP for the first ten levels, I think. So it gives you a bit of a boost, which is nice. Okay. Uh, uh, when was the game actually originally launched on PC? Was that like was that two uh, years ago or three years ago? I think it was, it was two years. Oh yeah. wow, three years ago. I, I remember I when it came out. 2011. I don't remember. Yeah, I, I do remember that it got really panned by critics, though, which surprised me. So it, must oh, have... oh, yeah. it was slammed. It'd be interesting yeah. actually to have a look at some of the reviews now that I've played the game. Like I remember watching some of them out of interest, but I wasn't really that keen because of the whole <laughs> sub my my anti sub mentality back then of you know paying to play a game, but. Um, now that I'm into it and, and loving it, it'll be interesting to see what kind of uh, piece of crap it was two years ago. <laughs> I bought it, Alex. I bought it. Me too. I'm sorry. Is that bad? <laughs> I bought, no, I bought the collector's edition, that's why. <laughs> yeah, but for the promise of a good MMO, I mean, yeah. you know, you thought it was going to be good and it turned out to be a bit naff. Yeah. I played Fantasy Eleven for eight years, so I was hoping it'd be anything like something like that. I did too. <laughs> no. But the only good thing is... Um, people bought the collector's edition of 14 originally with the new version of Realm Reborn coming out on PC and PS3 if you bought it on the PC you can download the standard edition for free if you bought it before and you get all the collector's edition items new collector's edition items as well for free oh wicked yeah oh, I, I didn't I haven't paid for it again I, I bought it originally and I I'm just have the downloaded client and I've been playing for free, actually, for two... I think they give me two weeks or something. Yeah, they give you 14 days. Yeah. But I'll sub before the time's up. Yeah, I've already bought... For a game, that's pretty crazy. Like, I'm actually going to pay for this. I've I've always been (laughs) anti-sub on games. Like, I just... But now I'm thinking, oh, yeah, cool, I'll pay for six months in one block, which is, you get at a discount, I think, like 11 euros as opposed to 15, and... I never thought I'd have that mentality, but it's it's cool. I'm really enjoying it. Yeah, for 120 yeah. days already. Nice. To be honest, I would rather play play a game where the the level field is even with a sub, rather than the games where people can buy items to boost yeah. their, themselves ahead of you, where it becomes more of a pocketbook thing rather than actual 
Oh, you by know. the way, we were talking about content earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought I'd not mention this. They plan to have new, harder dungeons with most major pa- patches. So next patch is going to have Crystal Tower. Then the are patch after that is, is going to have Bahamut, another part of Bahamut, and so forth. But are they th- notorious mobs at all? Notorious mobs? No, there's but fates have replaced that really. Like you've got the 24-hour Behemoth fate where he spawns every 24 hours, or Odin. I really hope that the content that they add is more than just like hard mode dungeons and stuff. Like, uh, I really want to see new gameplay elements and new gameplay features and expansions on the core game mechanics, not just like new um, summons or primals to beat. Like, I'm really. And, They're uh, going to bring I'm, new jobs. There'll yeah, be new jobs. There'll be new jobs eventually. And I guess like the, the player houses and stuff. Like, I want to see more stuff like the player houses where your your clan can buy like its own bit of land and start. Kind of well, you'll be able to get um, chocobo farms eventually. Yeah, this this is the kind of stuff I want. Just more, you know, something to do other than just yeah. like uh, crafting and and uh, questing, you know. But yeah, the only but uh, so anyways, carrying on with the dungeons. What they've announced is that though this is a bit iffy and in a way a bit weird. The dungeons that were out before the newer dungeons will always be we- made easier after the newer dungeons are released. So once Crystal Tower is released, Bahamut will actually be made easier. What? That makes no sense to me at all. I read that earlier on, and I think it's pretty retarded thinking. In some ways, I can see why. I can see why they're doing it. It's because... I can see why they did it, because they want you to have the better armor for the new dungeons to make it even... You know, if you went in there with weaker armor, you're going to die instantly. Yeah, then beat the older bosses. Like, I'm sick of his hand-holding, you know? Like, they just make... They may as well just give us, like, full health regen, like, in fights, and, like, you know, god armor and god mode, for goodness sakes, when the new dungeons come out. I'm a puglist, oh, I am in god mode. <laughs> <laughs> um, guys, um, well, I hate having to interject and say we have to sort of move on, but now, well, move on now, but that was really, really good. So I, uh, before I we move let, on, I before, would, just one thing, Mike. Yeah, sure, um, I wasn't going to move oh, on sorry. until you said it. Go just ahead. one thing. Um, remember to join the free company guild PS Ultras on PS Ultras. <laughs> um, we've got a link on the forums. We've got a thread where you can apply to join us. We're pretty easy. Yeah, you know, we're not incredibly tight like everyone else. We don't go, no, you can't join because you're not on seven days a week, 24 hours a day. You must do this now. You heard it, guys. Join up. Join up. Yeah, join up. <laughs> Yeah, as I said, um, I could let you guys talk forever. And that was a really nice conversation, but unfortunately, time is an issue, so we have to go on. But thanks for that. That was really cool, guys. Um, actually, that kind of wrapped things up for our topic of the week. There's not really much point in going anywhere else. That's um, Final Fantasy pretty much took it up. Um, I was going to try and talk about Lost Planet, but I don't know anything about Lost Planet anyway, really. Um, Free was the, the kind of like the only other big game out this week. Um, I, I just quickly, have any of you guys played Lost Planet at all? No. No. And Justin? I want the demo, but... Okay, well, well, yeah, the demo, I think about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, moving well, on. Yeah, just as well, okay. <laughs> no, that was really cool, guys. So that was um, Final Fantasy Around Reborn. Um, just really quickly, worth getting? Yes. Yeah, definitely. But Do not at launch. But wait yeah. so that the servers, because they're adding new servers. Okay, yeah. cool. Okay, well, let's move on now to um, some games we've uh, been reviewing. I just have to be really quick with this. Um... Uh, Timothy Noons uh, reviewed um, Madden uh, NFL 25. Uh, he gave it a seven out of ten. Uh, he didn't like the um, 
Major loading times, the uh, Windows 8 esque menus, and simplified gameplay contradicts the new controls. Uh, he did, however, like the um, precision modifier, which intem- intensifies the game. Uh, the fact that the game has the most realistic defense in Madden yet, and the fact that players feel more like actual NFL players. Uh, that's that one. Um, we also reviewed Splinter Cell uh, Blacklist, which is another major game that's only just come out. Um, we gave that, or should I say, Will Robinson gave that a 9 out of 10. Uh, he summarised, uh, Splinter Cell Blacklist is the pinnacle of a stealth action game and um, easily the best one itself out into date. Uh, he didn't like the fact that um, it's not the same protagonist, Sam Fisher, because of the um, different voice actor. I think it's um, oh, was Michael Ironside who voiced him originally, who's no longer in that. Um, plus some minor technical, uh, technical issues. He did like the um, stealth action, has never been better. The fact that the, um, it has a lengthy and memorable campaign was a good thing, because some guys are too short these days. Um, and lastly, the online and offline multiplayer that adds hours of fun. And as I said, he gave out a 9 out of 10, so that's one of our biggest scores as of late. Uh, rounding that out, I'm just navigating menus here, so bear with me. We have uh, Bureau X Comedy Classified. I believe that was by Carl, yes, Carl Kral. He gave that, oh, a slightly lower score, quite a lot lower, a 6.5, so that's one of our lowest scores. Uh, let's see why, though. Uh, he summarised, a Frankenstein monster of gameplay sensibilities, the Bureau X Comedy Classified is a good origin story for series fans, but doesn't do first-person third-person shooting or real-time strategy well enough to compel enthusiasts of either genre. Uh, he didn't like the scatterbrained gameplay, uh, the lack of multiplayer, and the forgettable music and the underwhelming graphics. Ouch. However, he did uh, like the interesting characters and story, the um, 60s sci-fi aesthetic, and the responsive intuitive squad commands. So a bit of a mixed bag there. Um, it's funny, I've um, heard a few positive things about that game. Um, lastly, we have a smaller game, Dive Kick, which was reviewed by Dane Smith. He's our um, Japan editor, who was actually going to be on the podcast today, but he couldn't make it, unfortunately. Um, he summarised an ambitious reimagining of a fighting genre. Dive Kick's innovative simplicity is also its greatest weakness as it lacks the depth required for a modern marketplace. Good for those five minutes, uh, five minutes waiting in line, but don't expect it to occupy a six-hour bus ride. He um, disliked the lack of game modes, uh, the fact that it doesn't have much of any depth, and the uninspiring music soundtrack. He did, however, enjoy the tongue-in-cheek humour, the creative characters, and the cool ending credits. Uh, 5.5 out of 10. And that's the uh, round of the reviews done. Now, guys, I'm sure we've all been, well, obviously we've been playing something there. We just talked a bunch about it there. So this might be very, very short. What games we've been playing? Um, I may as well start off, if you guys don't mind. Um, I've actually been playing, and I really hope I'm allowed to save this so I don't get in trouble. Why don't see why not? Killzone Mercenary, which I will be reviewing next week. Um, in a couple of days, actually, from when you hear this podcast. Um, I'm not going to actually talk about the game, because obviously I, the review hasn't gone out yet, but I'll save it for the next time. Um, but, yeah, look out for the review, guys. That should be up around the um, September... Oh, the embargo, I think, is up September 4th or something like that. So that's when the reviews go, so keep an eye out for that. Apart from that, I've been going through Mass Effect again. Um, I've been addicted to that series. I, I got into the series late, and I'm finally going through it for my... Uh, this will be my second full playthrough. Sorry, no, third full playthrough. Um, I tidied well. up. Yeah, I tidied up Mass Effect Three a few we- uh, the other week, which was um, I didn't have any distractions that time because I was juggling other games the first time. But this time it's just been all Mass Effect. I actually managed to get through it in about four weeks, 
Um, I think I beat Mass Effect wow. 1 and 2 in a week, and 3 took me a bit longer because I was busy doing um, Killzone as well. But yeah, um, I could go on forever about that game. I did a, uh, my last playthrough was a Renegade playthrough, which was really interesting because the first was Paragon. Really, really cool scenes there. I actually killed Morden in that one, which was sad. I uh, did punch for a porter, actually, which is odd because I did the first time. Uh, a couple <laughs> of other things. Um, I'm trying to think what else I did. Uh, oh, there were so many. Actually, no, this is my first time seeing the extended cut, which I have to admit, I did avoid the spoilers, so I was quite impressed with what they added. I won't, I won't go on about the end because we could be here forever, but I, I, was, I was happy with what they did flesh out. In fact, a few things... Surprised me with what they did. I wasn't expecting, um, I should say spoilers, but I'm sure everyone's played it now. If you don't want to hear spoilers, zip on a few seconds here. I felt that the uh, Normandy picks up your crew in the last dash to um, the Citadel. If they survive, they now get evacuated, which explains how they got on the Normandy in the end cutscene in the original ending, which I thought was really cool. Um, there's all sorts of bits and pieces in there, which is really good, which affected my, um, showed various choices I made, like saving the Rachni and everything that was shown at the end with them rebuilding their home world and stuff, or their lives, which is really cool to see, as, as well as a few other things uh, regarding the quarries as well. So it's nice to know that your uh, choices that you do do have an effect after the game finishes, which was really, really lacking in the original. Um, I'm going through Mass Effect 1 right now. I'm playing through that again. Um, I've actually started a Femship game, which is my first time going through as a female shepherd. It's, wow, it feels really, really different. And it feels a lot more personal, because this time I've actually... Uh, tweak the character as well. I've actually, you know, tweaked her appearance and stuff. I've, I've blonded her, changed her facial structure a bit. So it actually feels a lot more personal because before I just, I literally just stuck with John Shepard because I've actually wanted a few people who actually like Shepard's original look and the character. But this is really interesting. So I quite, um, I'm looking forward to seeing how this pans out. Uh, apart from that, I played a bit more DuckTales uh, for my niece. Woo! Woo! Yeah, because <laughs> I wanted to, uh, my niece wanted to see, but she just, Literally, I think she spent all my entire time watching that game just diving in Scrooge's money bin. She just kept going, um, oh, what was she saying? Oh, yeah, I think it was like, dive bomb or something. She just kept, she's seven years old, by the way. She's literally, no, cannonball, that was it. Cannonball, yeah. Just constantly diving in and out of Scrooge's money bin. She just, honestly, you could leave her on that for ages. She just absolutely loved it. So that was so much fun to see. Um, apart from that, uh, that's about all, really. I'm going to be going on a ton more games now I've done with... Um, Mass Effect, I'm still going to go through, but I'm going to be putting it, juggling it with a few other things. So I think the next podcast, I'll probably have a ton of shit to talk about. Uh, that's about it for me. Guys, obviously Final Fantasy, but has there been anything else at all you've been playing? Um, yeah, other than Final Fantasy, um, I get in some Dust 514. And, awesome. Uh, yeah, a couple of weeks ago, I bought um, Fallout New Vegas, the uh, Ultimate Edition, because uh, previously I just had the normal, and uh, I wanted to play the DLC, and so I got that, and I've been going through that, which is cool. I mean, I'm a huge Fallout fan, so between those three games, like, it kind of satiates all of my gaming needs, so I'm, I'm pretty happy at the moment. Cool, well, at least I'm not the only one who likes to juggle a few games on the go, because, um, I don't know, some of my friends are like, you know, they talk to me and they say, how can you, like, play this and then play that and play that, I just stick with one game and go through, and I can understand that, because it means that you're fully focused, but I'm one of those people who can, I mean, I think, um, oh, there was one time a few years ago, I was juggling, I was playing the Dreamcast, I was playing Call of Duty Black Ops, I was playing Oblivion, and I was playing... Mario on the SNES, so I had like four. I was going through like three different, three or four different consoles and four different games, and it just doesn't affect me at all. So I don't know if you guys can do that at all, but uh, I can juggle it around unless it's a new game like Skyrim, which I have to focus on and nothing else. 
well, gaming's like music for me, you know, like I, I don't always want to listen to the same kind of music. Exactly, you, you know, need like quiet, I, don't you? Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, I mean, exactly. for me, I like a, I like an action game that gives me moment-to-moment kind of uh, fast-paced action, which is Dust 514, and then something yeah. that's a bit more chill, like Final Fantasy. Yeah, I agree, man, that's good to hear. Okay, um, Justin, what about you, apart from Final Fantasy, have you been going on anything else? Uh, Tales of Zillia. Sweet, what's that like, man? Do you like it? It's pretty good. So far, I like the story mode. I don't like the mailman character. Me and my friend both agree that he's kind of a douchebag. So, <laughs> okay. but, but, you know, I, I like the game. It's a pretty interesting system. It's, uh, it's pretty action-packed fighting. Sweet. I, you know, there's, there's good reviews about it. Yeah, uh, yeah. We, um, we, we reviewed it as well. I think um, Tim reviewed it. Oh, I wish I could remember off the top of my head. I think he gave it an 8 or an 8.5, so he was impressed with it. Yeah. Is it so the game Tales of Zillia, is that how you pronounce the name? I guess so. Yes. I don't know. That's how I pronounce it. Because <laughs> when I read it out when I read it out last week uh, sorry, but in the last podcast, um I, I I couldn't I wasn't sure if I was saying it right, so no one's corrected me, so I'm glad I'm not the only one who was saying Tales of Zillia. I thought it might have been Zylia or I don't know. But that's always good to know. Um well I'm glad to hear you're enjoying that man. And Ben, um, real quickly, what other games have you been playing apart from Final Fantasy um around? Uh, I finished Saints Row Four. Wicked. Did you enjoy it? Oh, I loved it, and I recommend it to anyone who liked Saints Row 3, really. I just got it, actually. My brother works in the games industry and managed to get, oh, wow. me, get me a copy from his work, so um, if I find, can find time, I would like to play that, because I did enjoy the third. Have I you know. got it for PS3? Yes, I have, actually, yeah. I should add you to my friend list, and we should try it sometime. Oh, I would totally take you up on that. I'll try and find some time in my schedule, man. Well, I'll take you up on that, definitely. No, um, I, I'll, I might start a new character, so I'm more... There. <laughs> yeah, yeah, not pimped out. Um, anything else at all, or just Saints Row? Uh, no, just Saints Row and Final Fantasy, really. To be honest. Did you finish Nino Kuni at all? Yes, I did. In the end. Oh, was it was it worth it? Oh, it was worth it. Excellent. Yeah. Cool. Okay. I still have the strategy guide sealed up, though. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. Sometimes I collect those and not even read them. That's just me, though. <laughs> um. Okay, guys. I think. Ooh. Unless someone, please someone shout out if I'm wrong, but I think we're coming to the end of the podcast now, unless there was anything I specifically want to talk about. Um, anything? Not no, really. Cool. Okay, well, I can get wrapping up. Um, guys, um, as always, please, we value your comments. Um, if you would like to, apart from leaving a comment in the um, the article on the site, please email us at podcast at psu.com. Uh, we don't get many emails, guys, or many at all, actually, I'm about to say, so please do email. <laughs> I know we've got our super fan... Um, Alfonso, I know that you will be listening to this and you'll probably be writing something as I speak, but please do email us if you want to. We will happily read out your questions like we used to in the good old days. So, and as well as you're our only hope. Let's <laughs> 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 be honest; he's really and impressive. Yeah, he can he can, w- he can listen to the podcast before even Stephen announces the podcast. Exactly. Yeah. No, serious. We all we all um, those of you who listen to you around, we had a lot of fun reading Alfonso's emails because he always he, he actually puts some really interesting questions. So, but yeah, the rest of you guys, please wake up, get down, get go to your email account and write to us podcast at psu.com. Seriously, guys, we want to hear from you, even if it's critical. You know, as long as you're not like, oh, you guys are such tools. You know, whatever. You know, just be nice about it, and we're trying. You know, take your comments on board because we want to make it better if we can. And now to Twitter, which I forgot about last time, silly me. Um, if you guys can't get enough of us and want to get a bit more personal, kinky, you can actually contact <laughs> the staff on Twitter, apart from me, because I'm still living in the Stone Age, apparently. You can contact Ben at, Ben, take it away. Chili underscore UK. That is. Sweet. And Alex, do you have Twitter? I do. It's at LoggyBro514. 
And Justin, finally, how about you? At Agrio. Excellent. So, guys, please do um, tweet the team if you're interested in um, getting to know our staff or person. We will reply because we do love hearing from you guys. Uh, now, I tease this at the beginning of the podcast, and we have an interesting announcement. Uh, or it won't be unless you hate us. Probably won't. <laughs> just go off, roll off the back, but whatever. Um, we are pleased to announce that from technically, I suppose you could say this week, but from starting now, we are going to be a weekly podcast, not bi-weekly anymore. The next podcast will happen on, I believe, as I bring up my calendar as I speak, it should be the 6th of, yeah, the 6th of September, which, if all goes to plan, will be a US podcast, um, once again headed by Carl Prahl, our US, um, actually, newly appointed editor-in-chief, BAM. Congratulations, Kyle. Woo, Kyle! Yeah, um, and after that, we will be... If, um, the plan is to alternate, so that means we get two... Uh, the teams get two podcasts each a month, which I think is a really good way to go. So the decision was pretty um, simple, really. We uh, Basically, we got sick and tired of having to wait. for um, Wait two weeks for every podcast. So we thought, you know, we're here. We can bring a team together. Let's, you know, let's do it. And we're going to do that, guys. So um, from now on, we are a weekly podcast. So I'm quite excited about that. How about you guys? You're looking forward to it? Yeah, I'd like to jump on more. Yes, well, I, I'm, since I'm now um, kind of in charge of running the show, which I'm still getting used to, believe it or not, I want to make sure everyone gets, you know, some fair um, airing, so to speak. So um, I'll try and juggle it around as much as I can to make sure you guys come on if you have been on for a while. I want to make sure it's fair. So um, hopefully next time on the UK show, we'll be hearing from um, Dane and Richard again because they haven't been on for a bit. But yeah, so guys, weekly podcast, we're looking forward to that. Um, unfortunately, I think that's the end of the episode. I'm sure there's something that I want to say, but I've forgotten <laughs> it already. <laughs> Actually, no, you always think that there's something that you're gonna that something big that you always want to say at the end, but I suppose that covers it really. So unfortunately, unless you guys have anything to add, anything, any shout outs you want to do? A quick. Don't I you? think I'll just the usual thing. Go for it. Thank God. For me. <laughs> yes, Jim, thank you very much. <laughs> yeah, big what's up to the PSU community and forums. Yeah, yeah, big it up for the site staff who have been doing a great job. And um, actually, guys, since this is the last podcast of the summer, um, going forward, it's going to be quite a critical time for PSU. An exciting time, though. So it doesn't have to be, oh, God, critical. Something's going to, bad's going to happen. No, it's in, in an exciting way because, of course, we have PS4. And also because we have assembled our ultimate dream team, as we call it, as Stephen Williams, our illustrious um, <laughs> boss, puts it, of staff to bring you a very best PlayStation content on the web. And trust us, we are going to be doing that over the next four months and into the new year. So please stick with us, guys. PSU.com, it's the only place to be. I'm your host, Mike Harridance. It's been a pleasure, guys. Thank you, Chili. Oh, sorry, Ben. I called you Chili. <laughs> I can't believe Wait. it. It's catching, it's catching. Ben, <laughs> Alex and Justin, it's been an absolute pleasure, guys. Thank you for joining us. And until next time, guys, ciao. See ya.